All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, March 17th of 2023. Looking ahead to the weekend, uh, we got an A-game NBA slate tipping off tonight. I know that there is an MMA card tomorrow. Uh, we have NASCAR. I believe we have Formula One. We have a four-game hockey slate today. So just going to be an action-packed couple days here if you are not signed up with SaberSim, no better time to give us a shot. We have a seven-day, no strings attached, free trial. You can see a link to that in the description of this video. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not joined up in our Discord there's also a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. Or if you're just tuning in, have questions, post them live in the YouTube chat. We'll get to all the questions before the end of the show. But that being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here. Uh, have a couple questions to get us rolling that came in in the Discord. So thank you all for those. Uh, but we can always use more questions. So, uh, you know, get those DFS juice, juices flowing, get the mind working, and let's get some questions in the chat. But First question came in from Studewood. And the question is, NBA post-build, what's the best way to manipulate the exposure column post-build? Is there a way to get a set number of exposure to a player like in my pool of lineups? I notice if I alter a player's projection, that helps. But if I edit the min-max exposure column, it will send a notification to send exposures or keep editing with information of player statuses, updating before lock and time running out. I often end up settling on a lineup. I built 30 minutes prior to lock or lineups. I built 10 minutes before uh, the lock, but they lack the exposures. I originally edited, edited in the former. Okay. So this is a good question. So I, I think that, you know, NBA is really a different beast than some of these other sports like golf, like, um, MLB, you know, when MLB starts up pretty soon here, uh, like you said, you know, news is breaking, players are getting ruled in and out, new starters, new amount of minutes for certain players, uh, and you have to be able to process that information really fast, right? So if you are set on a uh, set number of exposures for certain players who do not have injury statuses, what I would do is I would just simply set those in the home screen. If you are uh, on the home screen, just go ahead and set those as minimax exposures here. And that would be the easiest way to handle it. I think that if you have some, you know, blanket max exposure that you do not want to build above for certain players, I would just use the global max exposure setting in the build screen. It's this max exposure. When you're putting in your build settings, this will make sure that, you know, if you set it to 75, that no player is used more than 75 in more than 75% of a, in your lineups. What it effectively does is it will put in a 75 max exposure for every player. So you do not have to do that. So you do not have to sit here, click through all the players and input that number. But I think that, you know, if there, if there's a group of players that, you know, you want to get to 30 minutes before lock, like you said, uh, put those in the home screen, wait as long as you can for the news to update and then, you know, run your final build. Uh, it, I think that, you know, in, in basketball, if you cannot build and edit, a set of lineups within five to 10 minutes, I think your process is probably taking too long. And that is just like a necessary 
uh, thing that you have to adapt to with NBA as opposed to other sports. You know, it's not like football where we get inactives an hour and a half before lock and we are, uh, you know, able to do a lot in that time. So, so I, I would, I would try and analyze your process and go through every step that you do and say, you know, why am I doing this? Does this add value? Can this be taken away for the sake of time? And then that is like, uh, you know, you have to weigh how important the news is and the updated projections and minutes, which are in incredibly important and, and a strong edge to capture versus what you're doing. And, and, you know, if you believe that the adjustments that you're making post-build can only be made post-build and those add a lot of value, then that is a trade-off that you're going to have to make and live with. Uh, but, but I think that, you know, the projections and minute updates far outweigh uh, any, any type of mini-match exposures that are being set. Really good question there uh, to get us going. Next question from Simple Chef. And this question says, DK specific, how can I set the builder to leave certain players in the utility spot? For example, Dame is questionable in late night game tonight, but I like to have exposure, making sure he's in the utility spot uh, versus point guard or guard positions gives me some flexibility to pivot if he's ruled out, likely mentioned previously. So please point me in the right direction. If so, thanks as always. Yeah, no, totally happy to help here. Uh, so, so they are in like a later game here. The builder is going to prioritize players who have a later start time in the flex positions, such as the guard, the forward and the utility all combined there. Uh, um, unless, you know, I mean, I mean, frankly, no, unless like, uh, unless that person is better served in one of like the point guard or guard positions. So what I'm trying to say is like, uh, you know, maybe Dame is a really good play, but there aren't other good point guards to put in the point guard spot. So it's just going to put him in the point guard. And then maybe it puts like, two centers with another center in the utility or something along those lines. But if you have enough point guards or, or shooting guards, then it will put him in there. So let's, let's filter for lineups with Damian Lillard here. And then, okay. So like he is in these flex spots here and some utility, but, it, but if, if you don't even want him in the guard, all you really have to do is uh, let's, let's do this first. So we're going to just increase our min exposure to him uh to 100 here we'll get him in all of our lineups which i'm actually surprised i'm actually kind of surprised that we can't get to him here oh because i had a i had a global exposure here all right so i just turned off the global exposure we are all set now uh he is in our lineups i guess like the global exposure here is like messing me up so like let's just say 75 we'll take him in like 75 percent of our lineups and then in the lineups that he's in, what you do is you use these other columns and then make sure that he's only in one of these. So you could like just click through here, the point guard, I don't see him. The shooting guard spot, I do not see him. And in the guard spot, I do see him. So then I would just make his max exposure in the guard spot uh, effectively zero here. And then make sure that he's only in the utility. So, so that is like the way to do it. These columns do uh actually count as like the lineup positions here so in my all column he's in 75 percent. but then now i'm going through and being more like granular and then making sure he's only in the in the slots in my lineup that i actually want him and then i'm getting 75 percent of him in the utility so that's how i would do it uh if if you're looking for uh, another way to do it you could also do it in the home screen here 
So if you're like saying that, hey, you know, I don't want Lillard in the point guard, and then I also don't want Lillard in – oh, I guess he does not – Lillard is not shooting guard eligible. So then in the guard spot, don't want Lillard. But then overall, I want him in, you know, 50% of my lineups. You can do something like that where basically the only available position for him now is the utility spot and then uh, let it go from there. Or or you don't even have to set it in the all, actually. We could, we could even just – set it in the utility. So I'm just going to turn his all off and then I can go to utility and then I could set this to 50 and then that would work too. But either way, handling it pre-build or post-build, both should work fine. And then I'm just going to get rid of this global max exposure so I don't run into any more issues with that. But let me know if you have any follow-up there. Good question. And uh, next question here from Safe Bet. Safe Bet 222 said, I have a couple of... Profit plan questions. Number one, is a bankroll for all sports you play or should I have separate bankrolls for each sport? For example, if I have 1K to spend and I'm playing NBA and NHL, should I split the money into two bankrolls, one for each sport and allocate my 5% daily separately? Or should I consider it one big bankroll and allocate 5% on each of the two slates? Uh, Looks like Shady jumped in here and uh, GM33 had a little back and forth here. So, uh, I, I do agree with Shady here. Said I think if this comes down to personal choice, I tend to keep any new sport I start playing uh, siloed until I feel like I have a good process, and then give it access to the full bankroll here. And then um, Shady said I, I personally think five percent is pretty aggressive for most people, but yes, I would do the percentage I'm comfortable with in each sport. If you feel better at one than the other, there's also nothing uh, saying you can't do more in that one. So looks like SafeBet was pretty uh, happy with that response. I think it's a good response. I, I'll tell you guys, like, I've been experimenting a lot with some of these other sports, like tennis, like league, like CSGO, and, um, you know, been playing, like, some NASCAR and, and some F1 on the weekends. Uh, I, I am not playing as much in those sports as I am in something like NBA, where I'm very confident in my process. I have a uh, salt. A solid like research framework that I'm, I'm really comfortable with and have had long-term good results in NBA. So I think that's like the right approach for any new sport that you play. I, I'm not like divvying up my bankroll. Frankly, I just think like it's probably uh, too tedious to, to keep up with to say like, oh, you know, I lost this much in, in my League of Legends bankroll, but then, you know, I, I won this much in my uh, NBA bankroll and then keeping all of that separate would, uh, kind of be like really tedious, not not something I really want to do, not something I think that would add a lot of value like to my own process. Uh, but if you want to get that granular, there's there's nothing wrong with that. So so basically I'm just like treating it all as one big bankroll and then just uh, playing different percentages in different sports. So I might play like 1% in like league and tennis and then I might play, uh, you know, 2% in like NASCAR and then I might play like 5% in like NBA. So I think that, you know, confidence level, uh, and, and, and past results should, or like, you know, how, however you judge your process, right. However you judge your results, uh, that should be correlated with how much of your bankroll you are playing on a certain sport, on a certain slate, on a certain day. So I think that is probably the best way to think about it. And then, uh, second question here from safe bet. Safe bet said, Game selection, NHL. I have $40 per day. I want to go 
$30 diversifiers, $10 elevators. I max out the quarter and hip check to get me to $25. Do I go with $5 at the mini max, some dime time, or just find $5 of elevators and play less entries? Uh, good question. So the, the, the DFS profit plan is like flexible. You know, it's not like a hard and fast rule. Uh, we, we actually put like ranges in the video. So we say like 25 to 50% elevators and 75 to 50% diversifiers to give you some flexibility. You know, it's not like, uh, you have to like do it to a T right. So I think, I think it's okay to find some extra elevators. Um, I think it's also okay to, go one of the two routes, you know, uh, I do want to reiterate that it is okay to play less than the max number of entries. Like if you want to put $5 for 10 entries in the mini max, I think that's okay. Uh, or, or if you want to go after like some dime times, you know, the, 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 uh, I guess you'll realize your equity quicker in the dime times, you know, the, the mini matches, you might not realize that equity is fast, but there are bigger payouts up top. So, you know, it could be an opportunity for you to take a shot on, on some, uh, on like a little bigger of a contest and maybe get to some bigger payouts. I, I think both options are actually, I think all three options are fine. Find some more elevators, play some dime times or play some, uh, some entries in the mini max, or you can maybe even uh, mix in some satellites under the $3 range. They have plenty of satellites. I think satellites are good. So uh, you know, there, there should be plenty of satellite opportunities there as well. So really per personal preference, but I, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. All right. Question from Debo. Debo said, what's a good way to know how many mini uniques to get high upside to my lineups on my NBA lineups? Okay. Good question. So uh, if we're talking about upside, right? So, so basically when you're increasing mini uniques, what you are doing is you are trading uh, variance in a, in a way for you're, you're trying to get your lineup set more diverse, which inherently decreases variance smooths out your variance over time and you're you're sacrificing small amounts of ev to do that but your your pool in in theory should be very strong especially like in the top like 25 to 50 percent of your pool so that's where i try to stay so so what i'll do is like i'll i'll increase my mini neeks and then i will see you know where is my bottom lineup at so so here i'm at four mini neeks but my rank is 511, 493. I'm, I'm kind of dipping pretty far into the pool here. And it, it could be due to this max exposure that we had set. But um, I would just walk that back. I, I would I would turn it down one, you know, 382, 359. Uh, e e even I might like not be okay with this, but I think that, you know, it's probably uh, more has to do with all of these max exposure settings. So I'm just going to reset everything. This red reset icon will reset any projection adjustments or mini max exposures that you had set up to that point. And then now at three mini uniques, I'm at lineup 32 as opposed to what I was previously. So uh, at four mini uniques, I'm at, I'm at lineup 64. At five mini uniques, I'm at lineup 260. So I'd be really happy with this, right? I'm, I'm just about halfway into my pool. And then more than half of my lineup is is uh, uncorrelated to every other lineup. So I think that, you know, that's like striking a good balance, the intersection between like half of your lineup diverse uh, versus, you know, halfway into your pool. It's probably like a happy medium that that I really like to try and stay around. But, you know, there, there are times when like I want to be uh, a little more aggressive. And then in, in those instances, I'm, I'm more, much more trying to stay in like the top 10% of my pool. It's like, 
hey, I want to have a little diversification, but I want to be a little more aggressive and take some stands. I'll try and stay in like the top 10%, which would be like the top 50 lineups. So I'd be okay being at like lineup 32 in this instance, but really just depends on the player you are, um, you know, how you're approaching a specific slate or a specific contest or something along those lines. All right. That was our last question in the discord jumping over to the YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions, now's a great time to get them in. Mike Carr said geometric mean is five dupes too low in a 2,378 contest. XFL showdown $1 contest last night. It gave me Seattle kicker. That would have been good. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming WL means without, without the red zone interceptions, uh, use the formula to get the number last night. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, five dupes is, is too low. I think that, you know, there is like, like we were just talking about with, with, uh, the upside and, and the diversification, there is like this, this line where, uh, you could easily build unique lineups, but then they probably have, you know, a lot less of win equity. So there is this intersection between like, okay, you know, lineups that are probably do three times in, in theory, like from that, like that, like the best players are playing probably have a better chance of winning than lineups that are unique and then have like a much lower chance of winning. Right. So, so ultimately, you know, you do want to win. You do want to get to those times where you have a winning lineup. So uh, sometimes it's better to play like a three dupe lineup, a five dupe lineup, where, you know, that lineup has a really good shot of winning and then you're not splitting or as much equity, right? But you can play all uniques, but that is going to be a much higher variance approach. Showdown is a very high variance game in general. So, you know, you're just kind of adding on to the variance there. Uh, don't know how long it's going to take you to to realize that equity, even if you're like, you know, consistently maxing uh, out every slate, right? So I think it's okay to have, you know, under 10 dupes, under five dupes, under three dupes. Uh, those are still probably very solid lineups. I think that, you know, the geomean calculation is a good uh, step in the right direction. You know, one thing that it doesn't account for is like player correlation. So, you know, two players could have a specific geomean, but it could be, you know, a running back. It could be a quarterback and a wide receiver, and they're just much more likely to be played together. So that's kind of why I like to use it as like a guardrail. So like I'm setting my geomean somewhere in like the 20 range and then seeing where like 20 dupes and then doing the calculation inputting the value, seeing how many of my lineups that puts in the trash and then kind of adjust from there. Right. Or if you're setting it in the home screen, I would say even if you're setting a geo mean in the home screen, because you are on the standard plan, I would be even more careful with not being too aggressive with it just because you're uh, going to force the builder to put in certain players in uh, certain spots and it might make the lineups look a little wonky. So I just be careful not to get too uh, zoned in on like a very low geo mean to start, uh, start wide and then kind of work your way down from there. All right. Next question from the goon said, what's a good way to know? Uh, I think we just answered this one. Okay. The goon is Debo. So we just answered that one. Uh, check it out. If you, if you just missed it, we just answered it in like the last five minutes here. All right, Troy Montgomery said, seems like there are a lot of Sabersome users. My lineups are being duplicated by people who have Sabersome logos. How can I prevent this going forward? How do I get different Sabersome user base is growing? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it is uh, definitely growing. I will say that, you know, it is going to depend on the contest you're playing. The best thing that you can do when you're trying to avoid 
duplicates is to increase your sim diversity. What your sim diversity is going to do is when this number gets increased, we are going to take smaller buckets of sims and inherently, you know, the projections that are going to be uh, generated from those sims are going to be different, which is going to lead to you getting different lineups. So I think if you're worried about duplication, I would increase this number. I think that, you know, when you're playing like showdowns, I don't know exactly what you're playing. You didn't, you didn't call it out here. So I'm just going to talk about showdown. Uh, There is duplication risk with, with everybody in the lobby, right? When, whenever you're going to need like an optimal to win, if we're talking about like XFL showdown from last night or something like that, there's just a lot of inherent duplication risk. So I would be take. I, I mean, if, when I'm playing, I'm I'm taking steps to try and avoid duplication just from the field as a whole. Um, you know, I'm not treating a Sabersome user different than I'm treating any other entrant in the contest. I'm trying to avoid duplication with everybody. There's nothing I'm specifically doing to avoid duplication with Sabersome users, but I think increasing sim diversity is a great step in the right direction to doing that if that's something that concerns you. All right. Uh, that is our last question in both the Discord and the YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions, uh, get them in now. I'm going to pull up the NBA injury report. We're going to do a uh, sweep here and see what is going on in the NBA streets today. So let's give this a look here. And one second while I get situated. All right. Got the basketball news dashboard up on the screen here. And let me see. I'm going to zoom out. And I was like blocking some questionables here. But uh, eight game slate, definitely decent sized game. Uh, Right off the bat, Steph Curry questionable. He has just been on a tear lately. And uh, him being questionable is big news, right? And especially that it is after lock. We'll see when this news comes out. There's probably a good chance that we get it before the slate locks. Uh, but will be uh, very important to know if Steph Curry is playing. So keep your eyes on Golden State there. Uh, some some smaller names here with the Spurs, Keita Bates-Diop, Doug McDermott. These like um, Bates-Diop did miss last game. He has been starting. You can maybe see how that went. Maybe Mamu uh, plays, uh, starts again or something like that. Not sure if Zach Collins is back. We'll, we'll check it out here shortly. Uh, other names, Gobert and Nasri, they were both available in the last game for the uh, Timberwolves, and they were questionable going in. So unless one of them got hurt in the game or something like that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But another situation to keep your eyes on is these Minnesota centers. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jeremy Grant, questionable in the late game. A couple big names there, Hardaway, Kyrie. Uh, so, so, so. Looks like there's definitely going to be some opportunities for some late swap flexibility here with Dallas, with Boston, with uh, Jeremy Grant, with the Minnesota centers. So maybe we'll get some news today. Didn't really get any news yesterday, but those are my questionables that I am watching throughout the end of the day. And then going over here, you know, Jared Allen's been out. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy there. Uh, Devontae Graham is out. He's been like a regular um, so, so, so there might be something to look into here with, with the Spurs and with Keita Bates, the op, and then see if Mamu plays, it looks like Zach Collins is back. So that's good. So can's back the cells back. So they're, they're, they're like fairly healthy here. And that's about it. Lucas still out. So we'll see if Kyrie plays today. I did see a report that he did practice fully, uh, yesterday, but 
Luke also practiced fully, and then he got ruled out, so you never know what's going to happen. So uh, good good luck on tonight's slate. You know, maybe try and work in some late swap flexibility here and see what happens. But good questions there. Uh, I see Mark, Mark said uh, score here. Mark, let me know if I'm if I'm missing something. I'm only seeing one message from you here. I know there was like an issue uh, the other day where I like ended the show and then like three comments appeared that I had previously not seen. So if there is a uh, question that you asked, I'm only seeing this uh, asterisk score comment. So if you could shoot that back to me, that'd be great. Happy to answer any questions here uh, before we wrap up, but we will be right back, you know, on Monday for our next show. If you guys have questions over the weekend, you know, uh, Mark said there's one before that. So, so I see Troy's comment here uh, see, uh, about, you know, the, the question that we just answered. And then I'm I'm not seeing any other comment from you, Mark. So so not sure what happened there. But if you could just repost it, copy and paste it, uh, I will hang around and make sure that gets answered. But, you know, we'll be right back on Monday, uh, March 20th for our next show. We do the show 2 p.m. Eastern every week, Monday through Friday. But uh, yeah, just hanging out, waiting for Mark's question here. Going to make sure I get him an answer. And then if you guys post questions in the Discord, like over the weekend, I'll I'll do my best to get you guys an answer. I know everybody's playing, you know, mostly every day. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure you guys get answers so this can help you with your process uh, throughout the weekend, right? I want you guys to wait till Monday. So if I see something hanging around there, I'll do my best to get it out and get you guys an answer. But should be a fun weekend. I think there's F1 this weekend. And then I know there's like a ton of league right now with um, LCK and, and LPL. So like just like a lot going on here. So March uh, 19th here. Let's see. Yep. So there is a main slate. Looks like we do not have projections up yet. Those projections should be up by like Saturday. So I'd keep your eyes out for that. And then I know NASCAR. We got Xfinity. Uh, we got golf showdown still going on. Big 15 fight card over in the MMA streets this weekend. Um, so so that should be a fun one. I think it's like UFC 286. Uh, they're running like satellites for some of like the bigger contests there. So good luck to all of you over there in the MMA streets. But uh, not seeing anything from Mark. Mark, if you are in the Discord, I, you can just post it in the Office Hours channel and I will be around. And I will make sure I get you an answer. But it uh, looks like we're going to wrap up there, everybody. So good luck in your contest this weekend. We'll be right back on Monday. So take care, and I will see you. Bye.